0: This is the 10 Minute Contrarian Podcast. This is VP. We are a solutions based podcast diving into the world of contrarian investing and alternative finance. You can find us hosted on the No Nonsense Forex YouTube channel, no nonsenseforex.com, and podcast players everywhere. Episode 81 is brought to us by Blueberry Markets. Traders, start your new year off right. If you need a broker, if you need a secondary broker, and you are outside of the United States, Blueberry Markets is the way to go. Why? number of reasons one you can trade a lot of things off of mt4 forex metals crypto top 50 most traded american stocks you know just to name a few put that algorithm to work also you get the world's best customer service if you click the link below in the description, you will get taken to the blog, which will tell you everything you need to know, and it will have my affiliate link. If you click that link, you will not only get a twice the cash bonus you would have gotten a year ago today, you also get your own personal concierge. Oh, and also you get one losing trade completely wiped off the books on top of that. You're getting everything here. It's a great time to start trading. It's a great time to start trading with Blueberry Markets. It is the 10 Minute Contrarian podcast, and through the magic of pre recording, I get to record this on a Wednesday and then upload it on uh, what I think is going to be Christmas Eve on Saturday. So, happy holidays to everyone out there uh, in the West, especially who celebrates these holidays. Uh, And I'm happy to bring a holiday episode to you. I know a lot of people aren't doing content right now, but I think it's important. You know, even though, and this is the reason why most people don't do it, you know, numbers fall off a cliff. Um, in between Thanksgiving and Christmas, and really even into the new year, you know, numbers are way down. Engagement is way down. You know, that's just how it is. So, what I figured I would do is I would also make an episode on a subject to where interest is also way down. The last time I did a metaverse episode, it did not perform very well, and it really just speaks to where people's interests are right now, uh, which was strange because when I did my first three episodes. About the metaverse on this podcast. Um, They all performed very, very well. So, what happened, guys? You know, we were so excited before, and as this whole sector has progressed, and we've gotten closer to a lot of these projects actually, you know, finally coming to life, interest has gone completely down the toilet. Well, I'll tell you what happened. Uh, First of all, number go down. You know, and that makes a lot of people lose interest. It shouldn't make us lose interest. It should make us more excited about things because now we get to come in when A, we have more information than we did before and B, prices in a lot of these areas are a lot cheaper. You know, If I was somebody who didn't have a lot of interest before, I would certainly be having a lot of interest right now, you know, especially as a contrarian and especially as somebody who is looking for that asymmetric upside. Uh, Now, in the very first episode I did on the Metaverse, we mostly talked about Facebook, Meta, and the stocks that they are kind of attached to. Now, Meta has since tanked uh, for a lot of reasons. The Metaverse wasn't the only reason. Tech stocks in general have been having a really rough go at it. Uh, But I'm telling you right now, and we'll talk about this a little bit later in this episode, Meta's not going anywhere with this. They are still fully committed, and they are still a major player in this game, believe it or not. So I still think there are very juicy opportunities there. And as far as the metaverse on the blockchain goes, that whole sector is just humming along like it was before. Uh, Yet interest has still gone down a lot. Now why did this happen? Uh, Well, number go down obviously, but people in the crypto space have no patience for anything. You know, they're typically younger, they remember the crypto cycles where everything went up really big in a very short amount of time, and that's what they're looking for. They don't want to wait these projects out for a year or two or however long it takes. But unfortunately, there's this little thing called reality, and the reality is that this is how long these projects take. Much longer than you would ever think. I mean, how long does it take to make a AAA video game, start to finish? You know, it takes years. Now, in defense of the investor, I will say... The founders kind of did people dirty here. And this is something that is a necessary evil in this space. And you don't realize it till it's too late. But when they have their initial land sale, for example, or just initial NFT sale, whatever the project is, uh, when it comes to the metaverse or a play-to-earn game or something like that, they need liquidity now even though they know that this thing's not going to be ready for another one or two years minimum. But if they mention the fact that it's going to take at least one or two years minimum out loud, then most of you are not going to be interested in buying their land. So the perception is, whether they say it out loud or not, that this is going to be something that you can utilize and make money off of right away. So a lot of people bought up land and different types of NFTs in early 2022 thinking that they would be well on their way to success and riches in the year 2022 and that's just not how any of this works. You know does that make sense? They need time to build it but they also need money to build it and so what you have to do is you have to put your faith in a project early knowing that it's going to take time and you should also know too. Like any sector out there, you know, at least 90% of these projects are going to fail or they are going to underperform. It's just the nature of the business. And I would probably put that number even higher because I think you have a lot of founders, and this is something, this is one of my biggest complaints with devs, is they think they know more than they know. You have a lot of really smart devs, really smart techie people that are really great at creating projects like this. But don't have a lot of business sense and don't have the presence of mind to hire somebody who does. So you could end up having a lot of really great projects that just simply run out of money or don't have any idea how to market. And when you start seeing later on in 2023, 2024, a lot of these projects coming out at the same time you're going to have to know how to market to people because there is only so much time in somebody's day that they can dedicate to these things and they can't play them all. So as an investor, it is up to us to find these projects that are A, going to be fun, B, going to be lucrative, C, have a chance at really succeeding down the road. And to make matters worse, we often don't have the information we really need on these things because it's still so early in the game. But Does that mean that the asymmetry we're looking for is just not there because of this? Absolutely not. It's there, and it's there in a big way. The winners in this space are going to win big, because let me tell you, the metaverse is where the puck is going. I normally don't make definitive statements on this podcast, and I'm never 100% sure about anything, but uh, as far as things I'm pretty damn sure about in terms of the future, this is one of those things. Because even though price is down and interest is down amongst the public, and you know when I say public, you know what I mean, dumb money, what's going on behind the scenes is nothing short of tremendously bullish. If you just look at Web 2 versus Web 3 right now, almost all the talent coming out of universities is going into Web 3, not Web 2. And you also see a lot of CEOs in the Web2 space and the traditional video gaming space switching over to Web3. But I think the more exciting piece of it is how all the young talent is migrating that way now. And it makes total sense. You know, if you had the choice, would you go into Web2, which is possibly dying, and you might have to move to California to where even if you make a lot of money, it's not going to be enough. You know, maybe their political ideology doesn't align with yours. You know, there's a lot of reasons why people would go into Web 3 instead of Web 2, even though Web 3 is the less proven commodity. And that's exactly what they're doing. Plus, I still see ads, and I still see references in shows and things like that for the metaverse uh, way more often than I did a year ago today. Which is weird, right, if this sector is so depressed... And so many people have given up on it. You know, why am I seeing more references to it now than I did before when interest was high? It's because companies know. You know. And we're still seeing huge upgrades on the hardware side in terms of AR and VR, which, as we know, is going to play a really big part in the metaverse. That's the main reason people are making these headsets. It's going to be one of the biggest applications out there for AR and VR. So I am so certain, or near certain, about this space that I have committed myself to making some type of career out of it. And I want to do it now while my competition is asleep. There are so many directions you can go here, and I am really shocked the majority of you are not taking advantage of this. I mean, do you really love, love what you're doing right now? You know, is it super fun and stimulating? You know, do you think your industry's safe? From a big recession or a depression, you know, spending a little bit of money and a little bit of time in this sector, even if I'm wrong and it just completely bombs out and something else takes its place, you know, is still very, very much worth your time, in my opinion. Uh, now, if you really are a metaverse naysayer, then uh, then don't worry about it. Um, but I don't think most of you out there are. It's just that interest is way down right now. But what I really do think we have is a classic textbook boom-bust-echo scenario going on here, and I think the charts and I think history is going to look back very kindly on this time, and it's going to prove us right, and in 2023, you're going to see a lot of these more top-tier projects start to come out. Um, So far, we have seen very crude kind of money-grab projects and, and a couple other legit games that really don't have a sustainable future, Come out, but they have still done very, very well because there is an audience out there begging for something like this. So they will even take a half assed version of what they really want to play just so they can play it and make some money off of it if they can. You know, Axie Infinity was a prime example. And Axie Infinity was so great because even though it it really collapsed under its own weight, it showed the rest of the industry what not to do. You know, these first generation, you know, open world metaverses like Decentraland, which, you know, I've said in the past on the blog how much of a failure that was, and play to earn games like Axie Infinity and like some of the horse racing games that have come out and done really well and then just got way too expensive and then crashed under their own weight have been supremely important for the rest of the industry. You know, you need somebody out there to take one for the team. And that's what these projects have done. So I really do anticipate a great 2023 for this space as some of the more legitimate, more sustainable projects start to come out in this like second generation. Uh, So allow me to give updates on some of the projects I have been a part of so far. And then we can end the show on that. Uh, First off is Alluvium. This is the largest project I'm in, in terms of money invested and really time spent on it. Uh, Now, the reason for the heavier investment is because it's not on the Cardano blockchain and everything on the Cardano blockchain is mega cheap. We'll talk about that in a moment. But Alluvium, to me, looked like a project that was just miles and miles above everything else I was looking at. And you guys know I'm looking at almost everything I can. There's a few projects that slip under the cracks there, but I'm I'm trying to get as much coverage as I can here to, to really see what has legs and what doesn't. Because if you can be early in these projects, and with Alluvium you still can by the way, your asymmetry ends up being tremendous should the project you follow end up having some real interest and real success behind it. And Alluvium to me has the largest chance to make it. Um, Now their overworld beta just came out, and it is even beyond what I thought it was going to be. Like as long as people know about this and they have a very large team, like, so I'm not worried about that. You know, people are going to know about this and it's going to be real and it's going to be big. Caveat MTOR, as long as they don't run out of money, which is possible for any project, but this checks off all the boxes and this has all the makings of something really big. And I've had the uh, the opportunity and the good fortune to be a part of the beta team who gets to test this out. And we finally, the the community finally knows that this is a real thing, it's really gonna happen, and it is going to be a beautiful game and a beautiful experience. And there's a number of ways to invest in this as well. Um, You don't have to be a landowner if you don't want to. Um, You can invest passively in the token. Now, unlike Axie Infinity, when you play this game, you're not playing for tokens, which I think is a good thing you're playing to make nfts in the form of the alluvials the creatures that are going to be a part of this game like pokemon or skins or fuel required to play the game you know there's a lot of directions you can go here but you can also invest in the token itself and the token if you decide to go this route and stake it in a certain place also has revenue distribution attached to it this is not financial advice this is not an endorsement of the token Now, this is me simply telling you there are multiple ways to invest in this thing. Uh, Now, back when this game was nothing but hype and didn't have any actual substance, the token was over $1,800 per ILV token. Uh, It is currently sitting at around $40. So if you want to do the math there and factor in the situation now compared to the situation back then, I will allow you to draw your own conclusion whether this is a good investment or not. Uh, But so far, goddamn, I've been impressed. And the other token that we talk about when it comes to Illuvium is the uh, the game studio and the layer two that they are using, which is Immutable X, uh, ticker symbol IMX. Uh, not a token I have even bought yet, but it has been on my watch list for a long time now. And I'm interested in striking and buying a small bag of it as soon as that opportunity presents itself. Uh, but we just haven't gotten there yet. Uh, there are some bear cases with IMX. Uh, Kevin O'Leary was really big into it. Uh, so I don't know if that makes a difference to you. Uh, And the founders own like 85-90% of the tokens, uh, which is not super uncommon, by the way, Uh, but not something certain people like to see. Uh, But I think if you factor in where it is off of its highs, uh, then the upside certainly outweighs any downside there might currently be. Uh, But that's just my opinion. Moving on, now everything else is going to be on the Cardano blockchain. Uh, This podcast has gotten a lot of people over to the Cardano blockchain, and people have really liked what they have seen. And a lot of people, I've seen it myself included, have made some really good contacts as a result of being a part of this ecosystem. Uh, And solid contacts are a very, very good thing to have going forward. You can do a lot with that. I've probably made about a dozen or so really strong contacts for the future, simply by being a part of this ecosystem myself. And like I was alluding to before, if you want a very low cost of entry, this is the place to do it. For some reason, everything on the Cardano ecosystem, metaverse wise, is magnitudes cheaper than you're gonna find on any other chain. So if you want to set yourself up to be a land baron, or if you want to set yourself up to be a really strong player in the game once it comes out, or an early investor, you have a great chance to do that. Especially now because Ada is a 25 cents, which is insane. You know, your chances just keep getting better and better. You know, again, it's not without risk. You know, these games aren't as well known as games you're gonna find on the Ethereum chain, for example, or the Polygon chain. And then you still have the risk of the blockchain itself. You know, I'm pretty darn bullish on Cardano, so I'm not too worried about that, but the risk is still there. It's double risk. But again, when we're looking for asymmetry, we're measuring the upside versus the downside, and I certainly think the upside is here too, especially for the low cost of entry. Now, the largest, most grandiose project probably on this chain is going to be Cornucopius. Looks really good, super ambitious. And one of the things I've learned from this is even if you are super way early, it doesn't always mean the cost of the NFTs you buy are going to go down a whole lot. So there, some people say, oh, I'm just going to wait and buy on the secondary market because there's always that natural crash. Not always. And this has been testament to that. Things have gone down a little bit, uh, but many things have not gone down a lot. and Many things have gone up. You know, I tried employing this strategy on Cornucopia sometimes too. And sometimes it backfired. Um, but it is a super ambitious project. But if it happens... I think there is just tremendous upside here, and I am staying with it. Uh, Next after that is Cardania. Uh, I have become a major player in Cardania simply by being early because this is the most well-treated community out there. You get so much stuff, free stuff, just by being a part of this, and all the free stuff you get has utility later. You know, you're not just getting little crappy NFT artwork pieces that aren't going to be worth anything later. You know, maybe this doesn't have the absolute upside something like Alluvium or Cornucopius would have, but at this point, it doesn't matter. You know, if it gets a quarter of the way there, you know, I feel like I'm sitting pretty. And that's the advantage you have when it comes to getting into these things early. You know, there's so many projects out there that I was like, damn, I really wish I would have seen this like three months earlier. It would have made such a difference. You know, so with all these new projects coming out in 2023, and with some of the 2022 projects that just haven't got there yet, you still have this opportunity. And as a bonus, if you're looking for a project that is supposedly coming out very, very soon, they've they've told us this before um, and they weren't right, um, but it looks like it's coming out in January, we think, and that's gonna be MetaDams on the Cardano chain. And really what you do here, it's, it's very low cost of entry. This is why I bring it up is you have land, and you have um, a beaver, a two-legged, walking, you know, humanoid beaver, and you work the land in order to get a higher percentage of Cardano from your staking pool. Interesting concept. I will definitely be playing it and looking into it just to see if it's worth the time. If it's not, I didn't spend a whole lot. If it is, then at least I'll have some type of metaverse game to play in the first half of 2023. And that's not a bad thing either. So there you have it. uh, My State of the Metaverse report for Q4 of 2022. Fascinating and potentially very lucrative space. It really, to me, has more asymmetry and more upside than anything we talk about on this program. You know, the interest we saw in late 2021, early 2022 is going to return. You know, the question is, are you going to be a part of it when it does? Are you going to position yourself now when the interest returns later? Uh, Because to your average normie, there is nothing crazier out of all the things we invest in here than investing even a little bit, much less heavily, into the metaverse of all things. Uh, But boy, I can't wait to tell them later that we were absolutely not crazy. As always, we were just early.